My name is Andrew Gamison, and it is my privilege each and every week to join you as the host of the Speaking for Him podcast. The goal of this podcast is to encourage you as you traverse the journey of the Christian life, knowing that it is not a sprint, but it is a marathon and that we need each other. Last week, I started to share with you my conversation with Tim Barnett of Red Pen Logic, and I will be sharing with you the balance of this conversation today. I'm excited to share with you how God used the pandemic to start this YouTube channel that Tim uses so effectively to share the truth of God in contrast with the counterfeit gospels that are going forth from so many pulpits in America today. I hope that you will be encouraged by what you hear, and that if you are, you will share it with your family and friends. That's how more people find out about speaking for him and the work we are doing to encourage the church to walk closer with the best of masters, Jesus Christ. Before we jump into today's portion of the interview, though, I want to share with you another Red Pen Logic video from Tim so that you can see once again how he skillfully and with godly wisdom debunks the myths of today. All the major world religions are true. All religions work. Here's three reasons why. Firstly, by the definition of most religions, God is an infinite being. That means an infinite being should be able to express itself in an infinite number of ways and be reached through an infinite number of ways. So to limit an unlimited being to this or that religion is therefore a theological mistake. Second, if we are to judge a tree, we should judge it by its fruits. Now all the major world religions have created innumerable saints and mystics and teachers who have inspired people, inspire people today and continue to inspire people. These saints of all the major world religions are paragons of virtue and charity and service. Thirdly, the practices of all the major religions are for the most part the same. Meditation, devotional prayer, contemplation of spiritual philosophy and selfless service of other human beings. If the practices are the same, the destination is the same too, no? This video offers three reasons to believe all religions are true, but there's a problem. Each reason fails because it has a fundamental flaw. Let's briefly look at each. First, he tries to argue from an infinite God to an infinite number of ways to reach God. Now, some of you might already see why this won't work. When theologians say God is infinite, they mean certain attributes of God are without limit. They're using the word as a qualitative concept. But when they say that there's an infinite number of ways to reach God, we're using infinite as a quantitative concept. So the first reason relies on an equivocation of the word infinite. Second, he claims that all the major world religions have produced morally noble people, but this falsely assumes they all agree on what it means to be a moral person. After all, a saint in Hinduism is an idolater in Christianity, and a saint in Christianity commits the unforgivable sin in Islam, the sin of shirk. Here's the point. Good fruit of one religion turn out to be bad fruit in another religion. Third, he claims the practice of all the religions are generally the same. And since the practices are the same, the outcomes are the same too. But this is demonstrably false. For example, having sex with your wife and having sex with your neighbor's wife may be the same practice, but there is a totally different moral outcome. Likewise, praying and sacrificing to the true God and praying and sacrificing to idols may look the same, but the moral outcome is totally different. 
Worshiping and serving a false god is spiritual adultery. Saying that all the world religions are basically the same is like saying aspirin and arsenic are basically the same because they both come in tablet form. Sure, there are some superficial similarities, but there are fundamental differences. And when you have a headache, it's the differences that matter. Absolute truth is very important. It's a fundamental tenant of orderly society. And what we have today is a bunch of people walking around telling you that truth is not absolute. But all you have to do when dealing with this issue is ask them if they are absolutely sure that there is no absolute truth. If you ask them that and they say absolutely, they've just proven the point that absolute truth does exist. If all religions are right and true, then that means that no religion can be right and true. The tenets of Christianity that are the most important to us are that Jesus died according to the scriptures, was buried according to the scriptures, and rose again according to the scriptures. If Jesus was not the only way to heaven, he would not have gone through the aggravation and torture of being separated from his Father in heaven and dying on the cross for us. No one would do that simply for love. No, in fact, Jesus did it because it was the only way to procure our salvation. I'm excited today, as I said, to share with you the second part of my interview with Tim Barnett of Red Pen Logic. But before we do that, I want to share with you our quote of the day. And today's quote comes from Tim's favorite verse, which he will reference later in this interview. But let me just read it for you now. It says, That I may make it manifest as I ought to speak, walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how ye ought to answer every man. And that's Colossians 4, 4 to 6. And I think this is an important verse as we think about how to address particularly controversial issues. We need to speak the truth in love. We need to be wise as serpents, as it says in another passage, but gentle as doves. So how do we apply this? First of all, even as Christians, it can become more important to be right than to be kind. And sometimes we think that if we are yelling louder, that makes us more righteous or more right. So what we need to remember is that we need to gently share the truth. Now this does not mean that we capitulate on the truth. Please be clear about this. We need to be sure to always be speaking the truth and not to back down from it. So this means that no matter how loving we are, we still can be considered haters. That's an important thing to know. But we need to ask God for wisdom. The book of James says he will give it to us because he does not hold back wisdom. It's his desire that we do the wise thing. And so if we ask for wisdom, he will give it to us. We need to speak with grace, meaning we need to speak out of love instead of out of a tone that says, I'm right, and you're wrong, 
and that's all that matters. And we need to make sure that we give timely answers. Not every answer needs to be given at every juncture. And we need to make sure that we are sensitive to where people are at in their journey in the way that we answer them. Again, this is not talking about compromising the truth, but sometimes introducing certain deep theological truths is not beneficial to the person who is not regenerated by the Holy Spirit or who is a baby Christian. We need to make sure that we are feeding babies milk and feeding older, more mature Christians meat. This is a very important truth that we must embrace without compromise. And I really think that this speaks to so much of what is going on today where we need to be sharing milk with those who are not Christians yet or who are young Christians, but then also moving on to the meat of the word for those who have been Christians and drawing them to a closer relationship with the Lord Jesus. That's why speaking for him exists. And I truly believe there's a kinship between speaking for him and Stand to Reason and Red Pen Logic with Mr. B. I really feel like we both have a heart primarily for the church to equip them to affect others. I've always believed that the most effective form of evangelism is person-to-person, one-on-one, sharing your story and allowing your story to speak the truth of Christ to others. And then as you evangelize people, you bring them into the church to be equipped and discipled as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is the primary purpose of speaking for him to be one of those disciplers, to equip Christians to continue to shine brighter as the world gets darker. Sometimes as Christians, we think of it in terms of, let me just hang on until the rapture, or let me just hang on until God calls me home. But as the world gets darker, no, it's my job to speak up more boldly and to shine brighter until Jesus comes back or he takes me home. Paul, one of the boldest men in the New Testament, still prayed for more boldness. And so we as believers, if we want to be effective for the kingdom, we need to constantly be praying for more boldness and the opportunity to speak the truth of God. So with that being said, I want to share with you the second half of my conversation with Tim Barnett of Red Pen Logic. So to backtrack a little bit then, or go forward, or however this yeah. works, yeah. how did you come up with the concept for the actual YouTube channel, Red Pen Logic with Mr. B? Yeah, so that this is all actually from the pandemic. So there's another lesson in here, and that is God can use really terrible events to produce things for his glory. There would be no Red Pen Logic without a pandemic. And I'll tell you why. Coming up to 2020, 
I was so busy. I couldn't even keep up with the current speaking and all the stuff we had going on. But then the world shut down. I was actually praying for less speaking events at that point because it was affecting my family. I was, I was working all the time. And so I, one of my prayer requests was Lord, like help me slow down. Well, so you're saying this whole thing is your fault. (laughs) That, that, that's what I tell people like, sorry, uh, this is my fault. I I didn't know how God was going to. And so the pandemic for a lot of people was very, very hard. And it was hard for us, too. In Canada, man, they shut everything down. They shut the border, the churches. You couldn't have more than five people in your house at at one point. okay? and so it was a real nightmare. Um, But it did cause me to think, hey, how can I reach people when I'm not traveling? And and that's when I started thinking about this red pen idea. Now. I actually had the idea six months before the pandemic and actually saw a tweet and got my red because I used to be a teacher. And what we would do is take the red pen is the blue pen I'm holding right now, but a red pen and actually like correct the students work. And I thought, man, some of these ideas, some of these tweets and Instagram posts and whatever are there's an error that's that's really obvious, but but people aren't seeing it. Because the tweet has a hundred thousand likes. How, how do people like this when it's so mistaken? And I thought, what if I got the red pen out just for fun and corrected it? Again, not for the benefit of the person who tweeted it, because they're probably not going to be very receptive to being corrected, but for everyone else who's reading this, maybe they'll see the correction and say, Oh, this is not as brilliant as I thought it was. So. I did that. I posted it on my personal page uh, uh, on Facebook, and it got all this action, like shares and likes. I thought, whoa, I was not expecting that. Like everybody's sharing this. Maybe there's something. Maybe there's something to this. Well, you know, life got busy again. So I done a couple of these things and thought of the idea of Red Pen Logic. But when life got busy, I couldn't do it. So when the world shut down, I went to Standard Reason and said, hey, I want to do red pen logic, but not just as gra- like writing on graphics or memes. I want to do a whole video. I want to do a YouTube channel. And they were like, let's do it. So in 2020, April 29th, on my birthday, we launched, uh, we launched red pen logic with Mr. B. And within... 24 hours, it had a thousand subscribers. And within like, you know, a couple of months, 10,000 subscribers. And, you know, it was really wild how quickly it started to, um, it did really well almost immediately. Uh, which was just, I mean, again, this is not the kind of thing that I could do on my own, not under my power, but God saw fit to bless this thing. And, and so here we are. So we're coming up on three years and, um, now we have a YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I started a Mr. B TikTok channel, not because I want to be on TikTok, but because TikTok desperately needs people give spreading the truth and doing apologetics. There's 200,000 people that follow, uh, original Mr. B on, on TikTok. I mean, unreal. 
you know, multiple videos, well over a million views. So, um, so what that tells me is there is a need. There is a need for apologetics on social media. I don't think there's anything special about Mr. B. What I think, what I think is going on is there's people looking for answers, especially young people. And they're going to YouTube, they're going to TikTok, you know, or whatever social platform they're on, and they're looking for answers. And so we got to we got to be there to provide those. So that's that's the story of Red Pen Logic. That's how it was born. And um, and again, that's so that's more like a three year thing so far. Um, and it's uh, it's so much fun. It, it is what I it, it, it's why I get out of bed in the morning. You know, like it's. I like, I love doing it. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like a job. Um, but of course, then there's all the other stuff at the end of the reason I got to do too. So sometimes, you know, I miss a week when I should have a video out. Like this week, we haven't done a video. So when we're done here, I may sit down, type up a script. I got a video to respond to. Just a matter of, you know, putting some words together and then sitting in front of my computer here and, and recording it. I think you make a good point because I remember working for Right to Life of Michigan. Um, I worked for Right to Life for a decade from high school all the way through college um, and beyond. Mm-hmm. And one of the things people would say when we would call them, we were like, we're, we're, cre- we're collecting money to put ads on television. And they would be like, well, we don't watch TV. And I would say, well, the people that we need to reach with this message may be watching TV and we want to be where yeah. they are. So even if you don't mm-hmm. like TikTok, being on TikTok is a good thing mm-hmm. for you to be able to reach that area. And I like what you said about the pandemic, uh, bringing this together because you wouldn't have had time to do it otherwise, because it really helped me as well, because I've been doing this podcast for almost 10 and a half years um, without missing a week. Thanks be to God. Mm. Um, So 548 episodes are posted as of this recording. But uh, the first seven plus years I did at a local radio station because I started doing morning devotionals with their morning show team. And then I asked the uh, owner of the station if I could use studio time to record a podcast I've always been interested in broadcasting and radio. So I pursued that and he agreed. And so for the first seven plus years, I was doing it in studio. I would write up three shows and then I would record them in one session and go in every two to three weeks to record. And I had someone in the station that was a producer, ran the board for me, did all the editing, and it was a really good setup. But then when the pandemic happened, I was like, is this going to end? Do I have to go on hiatus? Mm. What's going to happen? And I had been wanting to have some studio equipment and have my own little studio. And so I had three shows ready to go when the pandemic first started. And of course, two weeks to slow the spread here in the U.S. at least turned into like six months for all practical purposes. And so it was like, either I learn stuff myself 
or I don't keep doing it. And I mm. went to YouTube, everyone's favorite tutorial service, and learned about editing yeah. on Audacity. And then I said, well, I'm just going to see what's out there for equipment. And I came across a guy that was doing a lot of videos about this podcasting uh, production studio called the Roadcaster Pro. Mm. And I watched like 35 of those videos and decided to buy one. And it's one of the best things I've ever done because now I can do all of my production uh, in a very professional manner right here at home. And I can schedule interviews with people like you at very strange times that I wouldn't have been able to get into the radio studio. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there you go. It's just, there's another example where, uh, sometimes we need a kick in the pants or whatever, you know, to get moving. Um, and I know there was a steep learning curve for all of us. I still don't know. You know, I got some of this recording equipment, a nice camera lights didn't start that way. It was desk lights. Lights. In my living room, I mean, people who see the the first YouTube videos we made, it's as low budget as you could possibly get, you know, um, and uh, and be, and as a result of the momentum, we've been blessed with better equipment as we go here. But I have I have a friend who knows all the the video audio stuff, so I just call him up whenever something's going wrong or or I need to get something new and say, hey, can you come over and help me with this? Um, yeah, that's, that's wonderful that you're able to do that. And another aspect of it is I almost deleted zoom from my computer in February of 2020. I was clearing out the garbage from my hard drive and I had this little icon for this little software called zoom that I Mm. only used once and it didn't turn out well because we had really slow internet back then. And I'm Mm. like, I'll probably never use this. And then I started using it like three or four days a week as soon as the pandemic yeah. hit. So yeah. I'm glad I didn't get rid of it and learned how to use it effectively. Yeah. Good. So can you tell us a little bit about stand to reason and particularly the live events that you guys do? Yeah, of course. Um, so stand to reasons, uh, mission starts this way. It says we train Christians. So while there's lots of evangelistic um, ministries, apologetic ministries out there. Ours is more focused on equipping Christians. So we do a lot of live events at churches um, or conferences. Like occasionally we'll go to university campuses. I mean, we don't say no to those events, but primarily our focus is equipping the church. Um, and so, you know, Francis Schaeffer, he would talk about apologetics being pre-evangelism. Oftentimes before someone is will ready to receive the gospel, they have a lot of questions, right? So you say, you know, believe in Jesus, and they say, well, who is, like, did Jesus exist? Or they'll say, wait, it, you're talking about the guy in that book that's full of contradictions. Or, you know, there's all these questions that come up. It's pre-evangelism. What uh, the word I've started using is it's not just pre-evangelism. It's also post-evangelism. After someone receives the gospel, their questions don't evaporate. In fact, sometimes they get even more serious. Like now that I believe in God, how do I make sense of say, you know, the flood or whatever, you know, God wiping out everybody? How do I, you know, reconcile this? And so what, what they need is kind of post-evangelism. They need apologetics 
um, once you're inside the church. And, uh, and so we, um, we, we specialize kind of in that, in that area. One of the things we do really well, I think, is translating. So we take a lot of ideas that are really, you know, heady, hard concepts and make them accessible. And I hope people see that when they watch a three minute red pen logic video with Mr. B, I'm taking ideas that, you know, are things I read about from philosophers and theologians. And I'm trying to reduce that down into a two minute response, you know, in responding to some, you know, crazy TikTok video or whatever. So, um, that would be, that would be red pen logic. That's typically what our live events look like. They're a lot of fun. You know, just this weekend we were doing, we had a sold out, you know, youth conference over 500 students, um, just around the corner from my house. And then we were training parents the next day. And, uh, man, I love doing that. It's so energizing. Um, so it's good for me. I get the balance of, you know, talking to my camera here and then, um, and then I get to hit the road and, and do some events too. I'm definitely looking forward to more opportunities to travel and hit the road. I definitely like to, uh, get out and like share the word of God. And Mm -hmm. I feel the same as you, my speaking for him ministry, um, is more to encourage Christians to walk worthy of the gospel than to encourage unbelievers. I hope that people come to faith because of the things that I share, but I also feel like it's more important than ever to have a solid apologetic because there's so many people in pulpits today claiming to preach the word of God and they're missing the mark entirely. Um, I've done some recent series like I did one based on um, a video of Joel Osteen where I talked Mm -hmm. about 12 things I think that he believed. And so I turned that into a series of podcasts on 12 problems with modern Christianity. And Mm -hmm. then I recently did one based on a Tim Keller blog post about 12 unique characteristics of Christianity Um, Mm -hmm. because nothing bothers me more than the people who claim to be Christians, but then they have a coexist mindset. Mm Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He always Mm -hmm. spoke in the definitive article. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I I think we have a kinship there. That's our heart, too, is to to see Christians better understand the gospel and being able to defend the gospel. And so when they come across false teachers or... Um, you know, whether it's inside or outside the church, they are able to recognize it, um, and not be snatched away, you know, by these wolves. So, um, yeah, that's another thing that gets me into bed in the morning. You know, I want to see the church strengthened in their faith. And that's what we do at Standard Reason and Red Pen Logic. Well, and that was Paul's burden in the New Testament too, was to strengthen the mm-hmm. churches. And also speaking to people that knew nothing about God. My, one of my favorite passages is when he goes to Mars Hill and mm. talks to the people there about the altar to the unknown God and says, actually, the unknown God is knowable. Let me tell yeah. you about him. So yeah. that's exciting. So is yeah. there any spe- anything specific that we can pray for you about right now? Uh, that's a good question. Um I would say, uh, 
one of the things is just for, you know, protecting, not to say physical protection, but just protecting um, my uh, mental health. Is, is being on social media is, is draining psychologically. Um, I tell my wife constantly that when this whole red pen logic thing, like if God ever says, okay, we're done with this or, you know, I'm, I'm leaving social media. I am done with it. You know, uh, we talked about TikTok. Currently what I do is I post and ghost. Okay. Post and then ghost. I'm gone. So if you were to message me on any platform, um, whether it's, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whatever, I mean, we get hundreds of messages a week. Um, and like personal messages and some of them are encouraging, which is great. And, you know, I try to respond, but there's just so many and it's just me. Um, but I get a lot of like hate too, you know, tons of hate and it can be so, I mean, it can be so discouraging. Um, and you try not to let it affect you, but I'm a human being just like everybody else, you know? And, uh, and as a human, I have feelings, you know, and emotions. And so anyways, that one of the ways to kind of protect, um, protect my mind psychologically, um, from just the craziness that is social media. And, and as many people will be aware, social, social social media, it takes its toll, right. On all of us, whether you're, whether you have, hundreds of thousands of people following you or you have you know a handful of people following you just being a part of that whole mechanism that technology it changes us and um usually not for the better right so um that would be that would be i think a constant prayer that i have personally is you know lord protect my my mind psychologically from just the damage that uh that happens every time i'm on this platform um you know we talk about young people being on there and how they chase the feeling of getting likes and all that stuff and i'm i need to be aware of all that too you know posting something and not caring whether people like it or share it or not you know um and, you know, God called me to do this and I'm doing it regardless. And, uh, so that would be, that would be one thing, you know, out of some others, I think that's a pressing issue that's constant in my mind. That's such a good reminder. I know sometimes I get discouraged because I wish more people were, were following what I'm doing and there was more discussions of the things that I post but then I think about what you just said about it being so taxing and about how you have to deal with a lot of hate. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of glad on the flip side to be insulated from a lot of that at this point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of interesting because in one way, that's a good thing. But in the other way, Paul said, be aware that all who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So I can't be, mm-hmm. uh, I can't be minded to change my message to soften it if it's something that really needs to be said either. So good mm-hmm. reminders all around. Do you have a particular Bible verse that is kind of a life verse or maybe just a verse that's mm-hmm. resonating with you right now? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, probably the verse 
um, that I turn to as a reminder for myself on a daily basis um, for what I'm doing. Because, you know, we just talked about getting hate messages and all this other stuff. And there's a tendency to want to lash back. You know, I tell uh, people who know me know that like sarcasm is my love language. Okay. And when, when red, when red pen logic started, it was, it was kind of sarcastic. In fact, we've toned it down a ton. Okay. So it's just a little bit more friendly. And when I'm, when you watch my videos, you'll see, like, I try to keep my face just staring at the camera while they make their argument. And my, my tendency is to roll my eyes and to, you know, scoff and whatever. And so I, I remind myself of Colossians four verses five and six. Um, it's easy to remember because it's four, five, six. Okay. Colossians four, five, six. And it says, walk in wisdom towards outsiders making the best use of your time. And then it says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. What's this text saying? Walk in wisdom towards outsiders. So we have wisdom or be smart when you talk to people who are unbelievers. Okay. And then it says, let your speech always be gracious. So one of the ways you're going to walk in wisdom is you're gonna you're going to um be sweet to people. You're gonna be kind and nice. It says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt. Salt makes everything taste better, you know. Um so that's how we ought to talk to people. And then you ought to know how you to answer each person. And this is something every time I respond to a graphic, every time I respond to a TikTok video, I'm thinking, how ought I respond to this person. Um, I can't, I could talk for an hour on some of the issues that we address, but I get, I give myself two minutes. I want to put a three minute video together. They already use 60 seconds in their video. Okay. Two minutes. What can I say? And my goal is to put a stone in their shoe. Obviously I'm not going to be able to answer everything. So what is, what is the one thing I can say that might get people thinking? in a way that brings them closer to Jesus. So um, that's my verse, Colossians 4, 5, 6. And um, it's one that I repeat often when I'm doing this work. Um, there's other verses out there, but this is the one that applies, I think, to my current situation the most. This is so good. And this also has a flip side to it, though, too, because... Some people say, well, you shouldn't be judgy. You need to love people. And for a lot mm. of people, even people that claim to be part of the Christian church, loving people means never confronting them on what God mm. calls sin. And Proverbs says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And the yeah. reason that I share what I share each week on my podcast, the reason you do Red Pen Logic with Mr. B, is because, as Paul said, Knowing the terror of God, we persuade men. We want mm -hmm. people to know what it's like to have a full and abundant life in Jesus Christ. And sometimes that means talking about bad news before we get to good news. Yeah, that's good. I like that. So what do you think God is teaching you most right now in 2023? 
Yeah, that's a good question. There's a lot of things God's teaching me. Um, one thing I think that he's been teaching me this whole process is humility. Um, there's, there's, it's very easy to become prideful when you start to grow a platform. Um, like look at all the people that follow Red Pen Logic and maybe, you know, maybe I'm some, maybe I'm something special, you know, like that kind of thing. And, uh, for me, there's this constant lesson that this is not about me. This is about God. This is about Jesus. And, um, and so constantly, you know, and my wife helps me with this a lot. <clears throat> so do my close friends. They, you know, keep me humble. Um, and so there's, I think pride is, is a, is a thing for all of us. Um, all of us, I think, struggle with pride in some, in some way. This is like that sin that man, it just clings and you're constantly having to shake it off. And, um, and so if I'm just being really honest and, uh, you know, authentic here, I would say that, that humility is something constantly on my mind and God just caught, you know, Jesus came to the lowly. He was a servant. He washed feet. He said, be like the child, you know, that there's, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And it wasn't just because children trust really well. It's also because kids had a very, I mean, children in the first century had like the lowest status and yet you got to become like one of them. And so there's this constant like kingdom mindset. It's, it's that whole status thing doesn't exist in the kingdom. There isn't like the rich up here and the poor down here, the adults up here and the kids down here. No, all that is going to be done away with. Okay. Um, and so there's this, we need to constantly be humbling ourselves. And so as your platform, Andrew grows, my, my, um, my encouragement to you, um, would be remember to stay humble, right? Um, and, and when we chase after, Hey, I want to grow this ministry. We have to remember I do. I mean, I want red pen logic to grow. I want speaking for him to grow. Um, but not because I want to see Tim go higher and higher or Andrew go higher and higher. I want those things to grow because God gets all the glory. And if, and if he takes me out tomorrow, you know, then, you know, then I pray that the ministry just continues to grow. You know, it doesn't need Tim. Um, to do, and God doesn't need Andrew or Tim, you know, he can do it. He can do it another way. Um, so there's that constant, there's that constant lesson. And I, I, it's not just a 2023 lesson. It's going to be a 2024 lesson, a 2025 lesson. This will be a lesson that I will, um, take, you know, until Jesus takes me home. So that would be, uh, and hopefully our listeners see that not just as a Tim and Andrew thing, but, which, by the way, that's my brother's name. So when I just said Tim and Andrew, like, Timothy and Andrew, I mean, that's like, I heard that a lot growing up. Or Tim and Andy, you know, that's, uh, I heard that a lot growing up. Um, but that's not just an us thing. That is an everyone thing. 
And we must keep remembering to, you know, submit ourselves to Jesus every single day and, and remaining humble because God loves that, that humble spirit, that humble heart. Well, now you have another brother, Andrew. So yeah, it's been really right. great to get to know you today, Tim. I'm so encouraged, as I said, by what you share on Red Pen Logic. And I will definitely be praying for you as you pray for me that we seek to do um, the best we can for the kingdom in the time that we have. But one of the things that really convicted me as I was coming to the place of starting speaking for him is, first of all, I prayed about it for about two years before I launched a public platform because I wanted to do it for the right reasons. And second of all, one of the things that really convinced me to uh, jump into this ministry to Christians is because in Judges chapter one, it talks about how all the days of Joshua, the people served the Lord and all the days of the elders that served with Joshua, the people served the Lord. But when those people died, there arose a generation that knew not Mm -hmm. God. Yeah, And I was really convicted when I read that as a college student that Mm. by God's grace and his grace alone, that wasn't going to happen on my watch. Mm -hmm. Andrew, that is such a, I mean, it's a good kind of point to to, um, end with. They did not know the Lord. And this is what we're seeing today. It takes, it took one generation in Joshua's day and in our day, it takes one generation. I talk to parents all the time. They they raise their kids, and, and all of a sudden, those kids don't know the Lord. It's something like three in five young people who grow up in the church disconnect from the church by the age of 15. That's Barna research, and there's lots of research that backs that up. <clears throat> so I, I would say that this is, I mean, there is there is a serious problem in the church there's a number of people exiting there's an exodus and we need to do i mean god's going to do what god's going to do but we got to do what we're going to do okay and so it's a it's kind of like my boss greg coakley he says it's a hundred percent god and it's a hundred percent us we do the stuff that we're called to do because that's how god set it up he's going to use us and um and so yeah the prayer should be that God continues to use speaking for him and red pen logic standard reviews and all these other ministries to kind of equip the church so that we can stop this exodus of young people from leaving. It's exciting and terrifying to think about at the same time, but it, it is sobering. I mean, the truth of scripture are true, but we need to pass them on. God said that constantly in the Old Testament. Teach these things to your children and to your grandchildren. When you sit down, when you rise up, when you walk, you know, uh, among your daily mm-hmm. tasks, always be yeah. talking about the things of God. Why did he say that? Because we are a forgetful people. Over and That's over right. in the Pentateuch, he says, I am the Lord your God who led you out of Egypt. He says it over and over again. Why? Because we're forgetful mm-hmm. people. We have communion. Yeah at church on a regular basis. Why? Because we are forgetful people. And so we need to just be aware how easy it is to forget and to constantly bring to remembrance the things that we need to know and be assured of. Well, thanks again for being here today. I really enjoyed fellowshipping with you and I hope that we can 
keep in touch and encourage one another. Mm. And uh, can you just give us a brief rundown of where to find you on social media and how to get in touch with Stand to Reason? Absolutely. Uh, people can go if they want to get more information about Stand to Reason, tons of articles, videos, you name it. It's all on their podcast. They can just go to str.org. So Stand to Reason, str.org. And then if they want more information about Red Pen Logic, um, I mean, I would suggest just kind of going to Google and typing in Red Pen Logic because you'll find from their Facebook page and we have, you know, tons of followers um, on there. If you're on Facebook, check it out. We have uh, Instagram page, Red Pen Logic. I also have kind of a personal uh, professional page called Original Mr. B. Um, and then we also have the YouTube channel. So if you're on YouTube, you like to watch YouTube videos, check out Red Pen Logic. And then finally, I'm not encouraging anyone to sign up for TikTok, but if you're already on TikTok, and I uh, can't convince you to stop using it, then definitely check out original underscore Mr. B and uh, you'll see all the same videos. So mostly the same, it's the same content when I post stuff. Um, although Facebook, you get not just videos, you get the, you get the graphics too. Whereas someone like TikTok, you're just going to get the videos we produce. But I try to put, you know, the same video on every platform and see what happens, you know, because it's different age groups on different platforms. So uh, be sure to be sure to check that out and then subscribe and like and do all that stuff, because that's what helps the algorithm. Well, thank you very much. And I'll post some of that stuff on my blog post for this episode. So if you're not going to the blog when you listen to my podcast, make sure you do that at speakingforhim.blogspot.com because I do throw posts for the news stories I talk about and for any information that the guests give me. They're all posted on the blog post for the corresponding episode. So make sure you're checking that out. I hope that if you've been blessed by this conversation with Mr. B, that you will share it with family and friends. That's how we grow our platform here on Speaking for Him. But the most important thing to us, and I think I speak for Mr. B as well, is that you would walk worthy of the one who died for you and that you would rejoice as we celebrate in this month of resurrection. Because Paul said, without the resurrection, our faith is in vain, but now is Christ risen. So I want to thank Mr. B once again for sitting down and talking to me about his ministry and about his passion for life and for Jesus. So please check out Stand to Reason. I will have that webpage on my blog as well as the link to the YouTube video that I played earlier in the episode. That's about all I have time for today, um, but I hope that if you enjoyed this episode that you will share it with others. That's how we can spread the word about the most important source of hope in our society today, and that is Jesus Christ. With that being said, I will simply say, have a great week and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com.
You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 